0: year-end cleanup on today's Myelonomic Squared podcast. Hello,
1: everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Myelonomic Squared podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Myelonomic Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive
0: into topics like the following. Sam, it's been a while since we've done one of these. It is. Too long, right? Yeah, yeah. I like to check in with people and talk to them about uh, what we've been up to on the the big show, as we call it, you know, behind the paywall, but wanted to take stock at the end of the year here on all the things. It's a very busy month, uh, but all the things that we're doing to tie off loose ends in the points of miles game. It's just a crazy time of year. Everything comes to a head this time
1: of year. Don't you agree? I do, Robert. I mean, we've talked about that for years on this show here. At the end of the year is just hectic with, I mean, we're not even talking points and miles, right? We're talking like family (laughs) obligations and shopping and the the traffic at the mall. And yeah, but on top of all of that, you you go with these things that expire at the end of the year, which I think we're going to start talking about here with like double and triple dipping opportunities, right?
0: Probably a great place to start because that is a really nice opportunity. Anytime you have a card out there that has a card member year benefit, you're going to have two opportunities here in the next month and you might even get a third one when it wraps around to be 2024. So let's start yeah. there. You know, I think those Amex cards, high annual fee at this point uh, across the board on all those premium cards, those are the, probably the first ones that come to mind for thinking about double and triple dipping, the Amex Platinums primarily. What do you think about those?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've got so many of them. We're talking personal Platinums and business Platinums. And I I would love if we went back, Robert, and found the show where we said, oh, they're switching to lifetime, one per lifetime on these, because that was like the... That was literally the point I think where it became easier to get more of these. Would you agree? <laughs> it's it's absolutely
0: ironic. Feels I, that way at least.
1: Yeah, there used to be some uh, time period that needed to go along,
0: and then you could get another gold card. Uh, there was a weird time frame where you could okay, I can wait it out, and I could see a path towards MX being sustainable like that way. I just gotta you know don't get too greedy with the membership rewards. Just wait a couple of years, and I can get a new one again. And then they went to <laughs> once per lifetime, and maybe hope maybe you forget it seven years or something like that. But I swear the story of the past two years years has been how Amex has been repeatedly providing ways, that whether it's intentional or not. Sometimes it's very intentional. Oh, you use points? You need more points. Get another card. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Your business has this card. Your business needs another one of these cards. So That's to, a great point. Yeah. I mean, take advantage of that. It's just so big. It's just absolutely uh, imperative, I think, to take advantage of Amex's generosity because it's probably provided as much value to me in the past couple of years as all other banks combined.
1: I will agree there, Robert, as far as the value proposition of Amex. But I also want to mention you know, we're talking about triple dipping and you kind of glossed over it saying you could get these credits this year and next year and into 2024, there's still time. You know, the way that American Express will get you a credit card is uh, there there are banks that will take weeks, maybe months to get a credit card out. And American Express, like, will get one in your hands in 24 hours. So the opportunity to get one of these or another one of these is still live. Even when we're recording this show and this show has been released and you're still listening to it, if the calendar, I would say, has any weekdays left in it, plus one, you can get another card from American Express. Would you agree? That's a blessing and a curse, as we'll talk about in a minute, with
0: <laughs> the incidentals that come with these cards, which I think oh, yeah. really yeah. support the high annual fee on these cards. I mean, this game has so much become a game of taking advantage of these incidentals, these ancillary benefits that come with uh, cards. We'll talk about them in a second again, but uh, to tho- taking advantage of those to eradicate the annual fee to make the welcome bonus worth the annual fee and all the trouble you have to go really. You pay in other ways besides the annual fee and some of the the hassles that come with these (laughs) things. But that's what what we're talking about with the triple dip. You know, get it this year, get it next year, get it the year after that in exchange for the annual fee and then the welcome bonus and all the good things
1: that come with the card. Yes, uh, and so if we're talking about personal platinum cards or business platinum cards, we're talking about a $200 airline incidental per calendar year. And so that's not cash in your pocket, let's say, but you know, you can push it around and get some 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 value out of it this year and then next year and then in January of 2024. And if worst case scenario, you say, look, I, I want off of this crazy train. Uh, you close the Amex card in January 2024 and you're on the hook for one annual fee, three $200 airline incidentals. On the business side, you have the Dell credits. And should we even mention them as credits at this point, Robert? Because it's so frustrating that, you can have Dell credits, put an order in at Dell, and the order is canceled. And I'm struggling with that. I'm sure you're struggling with that. I know listeners are struggling with that. Is the value there, or is it a $0 value, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, somewhere between 0 and the full amount. I mean, it's such a significant part of the value proposition of these MX Business Platinum cards, $695 annual fee, but $400 per year in Dell credits. And, yeah, massive struggles all over the place. I think I'm even in a more miserable state than you. They just totally cancel my orders when I try to order online for anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so you call, you might get better results. You <sighs> order this, that, or the other thing, you might get bad results. Dell is a unique company in that they want to fire their most frequent customers.
1: You don't find many of those <laughs> out there. No, you don't, Robert. But, you know, we'll do a lot. We always say we'll do a lot for $200. And it's $200 Right now, it's $200 on January 1st. It's $200 the second half of next year, and it's $200 January 2024. So that's, that's a quadruple dip opportunity for the Dell credit on top of the airline incidental. And it's just led me to get so many of these platinum. I think I'm bumping into that, the cooling off period. You know, there's a certain amount of time you need to wait between these cards. It's not two years anymore. It's more like 90 days. And fortunately, I think... That I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just pass. I could maybe lob another one in with two or three days left in the year, and push hard. And I'm just gonna let it go because I think that this next opportunity is better, Robert. And it's a it's a card that's not even an American Express card that you dug up.
0: Yeah, Bank of America. Uh, they have this Elite Visa Infinite card. It's got a, a $550 annual fee. And you know, if you read the kind of reviews when that card came out, people thought it was a dud. You know, totally dead yeah. on arrival. And uh, you know, I, I, it was kind of ironic. I was having a hard time with Bank of America on a number of fronts. You know, the 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 card just stopped working. And it wasn't because of any shenanigans. It just stopped <laughs> transacting. And that's kind of a problem, you know. And I would ping them about it. And they'd say, oh, things look fine on our end. I'm like, you know, whatever you say. Your product doesn't work for me, so I'm going to take my business <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, just all kinds of problems with them on the phone tree. Canceling cards takes two or three calls. Uh, really, really tough bank to work with. But ironically, in this game, some of the things, the traits that you look for in a bank that you're looking to profit from are completely different than the traits you look for in the bank that you actually do business with. And Bank of America with this elite card is absolutely one of those. This thing is packed with, if, if you don't like the hassle of dealing with the Amex incidentals, the value proposition this card comes almost entirely from incidentals. And it's crazy. It's per calendar year, you get a $300 air incidental, uh, you know, seat upgrades and that type of thing across any airline. Doesn't need to necessarily be across. You don't have to select it. You don't have to opt in or, or, gotcha, we're not going to give you the credit. And it's got a bizarre $150 per calendar year lifestyle credit that works for a bunch of bizarre, is supposed to work for a bunch of bizarre credits, but works at places like, the grocery store, <laughs> you know, yeah. the grocery, you, you live the grocery <laughs> lifestyle. So that's a lot of money coming in. There. Let's say a three hundred times three, if you get that a triple dip, nine hundred plus uh, one hundred and fifty times three for that lifestyle credit, you know, grocery credits, essentially. So that's a pretty compelling, uh, you know, use. The the card comes with a fifty thousand point welcome bonus, which is worth like, oh five hundred dollars oh, okay. cash, almost <laughs> eradicates the fee. You get some discount when you use uh, the points towards airfare. Uh, the card is a high earner if you have uh, some money. Up with Bank of America or Merrill, it's a pretty kind of uh, sneaky one. But it's it's really uh, an air incidental and uh, lifestyle credit, an incidental first (laughs) kind of mindset on a
1: card. What do you think about that one? I think it's such an interesting card, Robert. And I again have to commend you for digging it up, applying for it, pushing it around, and doing the legwork because I went in on it. And it's not the standard turnaround time for a Bank of America card. So if you're listening to this again and you have enough time for, I would say, a two- or three-day turnaround was how fast I got the card. It is a great opportunity here at the end of the year. And it's so wild, Robert, that that the card becomes more valuable as the year goes on. Like, I think we didn't even like it early this year. And we started saying in, like, October, well, it's going to get better as the year goes on because it's going to become a triple-dip opportunity. And I like it. I, I like it enough that I've got it here and I'm going to be going through those incidentals. And I can't make up my mind whether it's uh, an incidental card, like you're saying, it's a a daily earner card, uh, like you're mentioning there as well, or if it's both of those things. I do think it's new enough that I think these credits will stick around. But I also think something could change for the better on this card. I mean, if they got real serious about it, uh, they could could actually increase its value while we're holding it. So I want to keep that card around for the 12 months that I'll have it and triple dip it and see what comes up.
0: Yeah, they could really make a more earnest play there to have, you know, for that annual fee, you would think they could support um, a flexible transport yeah, 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 any number of things. So I like that. And we've seen that a lot lately. We've talked about that a lot lately. Some of the best cards you get can get aren't ones you can get anymore, right? You know, the City Prestige has turned out to be a great card. All kinds of weird cards in the past <laughs> that actually, you know, you see an opportunity to get in there that's profitable the first year. Yeah, stick around for a while and see what happens. And you know I want to mention uh, the, the downgrade capability on these. You know that we're, if we're talking about carrying a card for 12, 13 months, a lot of banks after the annual fee posts, you have about 30 days to close it out to get a full annual fee refund. Uh, But after that period, when you uh, close it, you get no refund in most states. Uh, But a lot of banks, if you downgrade after that 30-day period, they'll give you a prorated annual fee. We know that's the case with Amex. Works very well. Downgrade that platinum to a green. And then you avoid, even if you went over a little bit, took you a little bit of time to take advantage of those air incidentals and other benefits, you know, at 14 months or something like that, you can really dodge a lot of the the mean bite of a second year of that annual fee. So you don't need to be so you know crazy about it that you get it on the 30th and then close it on the the first of the year in 2024. There is some flexibility in there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we're really racing against the end of the year for the first dip in the triple dip right i mean that's a hard and fast deadline there
0: absolutely 100 um, good point point. and i guess i would say you know uh if you're thinking about how you can use air incidentals and you're not going to fly uh anymore this year and you don't have an opportunity to do a seat upgrade you can upgrade a flight uh in the future in the future. Uh, yeah. Right. Buy a ticket. Yeah, for a great now point. for next year. And you upgrade that seat now and you'd capture that. And, uh, and there's and other great ways. There's yeah. all kinds
1: of opportunities. There. I mean, then, yeah, Robert, I mean, we're ending up the year here. And so I think we should just continue talking about year end things that we're working on. How's your quarter four going with 5X cards? You know, the Freedoms and the Discover cards and all of the other cards.
0: I think it went pretty well. I'm not racing to finish those up. I think I've got them all buttoned up. must have been a relatively easy easy uh, quarter. Some quarters that we kind of just let it go this year. But I think this one, the categories worked out well. And the glimpse into the first part of next year looks pretty well, uh, pretty, pretty achievable, I would say, uh, with the categories right. that most of the major uh, banks have selected. How are you doing on them?
1: Similar, yeah. It was a good quarter. And I, I think we'll have to just update in January. Another good excuse to get together on another one of these no annual fee shows and talk about those quarter opportunities. But there's plenty of time here at the end of the year to get these done. If you haven't, it's just a nice reminder that those 5X cards, you know, we've how long have we had those, Robert? No. Years. I, and, lo-
0: I love the Freedom card. I mean, it's yeah, yes. capped at 1500 But, uh, but you can you can have so many of them and that's so just many. steady yeah. earners you know those things that we do every quarter especially well, if you do them every day they just build up over time and that's the way those those freedoms <laughs> just kick off you know hyatt stays or other good things that you can do with ultimate rewards i got a couple of good offers on that uh chase.com slash my bonus which is kind of uh you know potentially even better uh thing than the freedom card a lot of their co-branded cards like united and hyatt will have these sneaky kind of uh, 10x categories out there again up capped up at 1500 to spend but at 10x on you know Know, groceries or, or, or um, gas i think it's what i got them on both of those cards that you can tolerate a lot of uh, liquidation costs if you're if you're buying gift cards or things like that so that was a pretty good opportunity that came up on a couple of my cards so check that out on your cards from time to time uh, chase.com my bonus
1: that's really interesting to see that develop in the last year or so where these cards are trying to compete with the freedom and they're doing it and they're doing a great job of it uh, so the answer is not to have a freedom or those co-branded cards i think to have both yeah, yeah, especially with Chase with that 524 situation. Yes, Talk I know. About
0: that one yeah. a lot, right? Do you want to make it your life's ambition to stay under 524? I think if you're new to the game, I think it's really good to build up a stable of Chase cards and then forget about 524, get off and get,
1: get to work with all the other banks out there. Yeah, but there are ways to keep, you know, look, we're talking about these business platinums at the top of the show. Those don't affect your 524 score at all. And yeah, so point. there are ways to do both. The game is so fun, isn't it? Uh, yeah, everybody can play it whatever way suits
0: them. If uh, staying under 524 is your life's ambition, you live near an airport that's served by you know Southwest and United, and you really want to make hay with those airlines, yeah, you can stay under 524, but still have some fun with other banks with uh, mostly the business cards, like you say, but uh, a lot of different opportunities out there for sure. Yeah. Hey, what's this next one here, Robert?
1: Talk me through what you have. Uh, credit card milestone
0: bonuses. Just thinking about rounding things out there. Uh, what are some quick ones off the top of my head? Like on the Amex Delta cards, you get uh, medallion qualifying miles towards status if you spend in chunks of like 25,000. Ah, yeah. And uh, the, the Chase Hyatt card, you, well, you get milestone bonuses with the Hyatt program if you hit a certain amount of spend on that card. So I wanted to scrutinize whether I'm right on the hairy edge of doing a little bit of spend on those cards and, well, maybe not even on the, on the edge of doing, doing a bunch of spend here in, in the, <laughs> the next couple of weeks, if possible, to, to top off some kind of status thing. You know, so many uh, banks and airlines or, or airlines and hotels, rather, are just in, incenting spend as if it's as good to them as you actually frequenting their airline or hotel. And it's really becoming a credit card first world and a a spend first world. So, uh, you know, if you're good at spend, but you find it to be drudgery uh, riding around on an airplane for just for the sake of a mileage run or something like that, things have changed. Uh, almost every airline and hotel is amenable to saying, oh, you want to you spend a bunch of money on our credit cards? You're, you're one of our best guests. And so um, it
1: could be a good thing if, if you like hotel status. I, I've been looking at that a lot lately. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Robert. I mean, we we could do a whole show on this and we talked about doing a whole show on this and I think it's very interesting. I think the thing that you're talking about there, that spend is so important. You know, you remember when, gosh, you gotta go back eight, 10 years when AA counted everything for, for status. You know, sign-up bonuses counted as status and yeah. spend on their credit cards counted as status and then it disappeared for years. And now you've got these loyalty points that are back to the point where I think accidentally, both you and I or our spouses or my dog have AA gold this year through just doing what we were normally going to do anyway. And we're not even talking about neither of us hold AA credit cards. So, you know, there are really great opportunities. And that's just one example. If you're in a program and you want some status in that program, I think now might be the golden age for that because most major carriers, most major hotel brands have an opportunity to get you there. Like you said, without setting foot on a plane, without doing a bunch of nights in a hotel room. Um, and status challenges are open as well. So there's there's really a lot of opportunity to to put together your own elite status, as we would say here on MileNomics, but uh, you know, better than ever, I would say in that.
0: Yeah, well, let's continue on with that. Uh, Topping off status comes to mind. Remember last year, uh, literally on the 30th and 31st, I needed two more stays to get Marriott Platinum. Ah, yeah. (laughs) And that's not a really super valuable thing, but I wanted it for a very specific reason. I wanted to get uh, some upgrade certificates for a stay potentially at a uh, high-end Marriott. And I had a five-night stay at a high-end Marriott, St. Regis, Bermuda. Talked about on the show, wrote a blog post about it. And I used the nights that i got the, the 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 choice benefit that came with those two nights and there was some deal where you, if you stayed two nights you got two free nights or something like that right at the end of the year like it just worked out all together just brilliantly and i wouldn't yeah. encourage i'm doing a massive amount of like like i think this year i'm six nights short of that same thing that's just uh, just too far i'm not going to do it it's too expensive six, yeah, I don't want to yeah. do it but two if there's something that's one i think i'm uh, like 131 medallion qualifying miles from uh delta diamond like, I, I go for yeah. that. That's all you I need have to do. do. Yeah. But yeah. I pro- also need to spend about $200,000 on a Delta credit card. And I'm not going to do that, <laughs> right? So you just got to draw the line somewhere.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that in the next two weeks, Robert? No. <laughs>
0: Light yeah. my cards on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think that, it, you know, it depends on the, the, look, the demand schedule that you have for the next 18 months, actually the next 12 months, because things are going to change. But Uh, I, I do think it's important to forecast out your needs and then make rational decisions here at the end of the year to try to travel a little better next year, save some money, make things more comfortable. You know, uh, that's the benefit of what we do is that our family gets the benefit of travel and we get the benefit of travel. And I think that's, that's a win. And so I I really like that example you're giving Robert, because it's so clear. It's, I did something that I was going to do. I wasn't going to do. I did these two nights I ended up getting a positive out of it, but I now know that, you know what, this year it's not going to happen. So I'm going to just pass on it. I like that.
0: I like what you're saying too, about looking, looking out and seeing realistically, what is that going to do for you? You know, it's just not uh, some of these statuses that you have them and you ended up never using them and you think, well, that definitely wasn't worth it. You know, something you just bumbled into some free status that was flying around out there. (laughs) Yeah, You know, I've got IHG Spire status. I have no intention of ever staying at an IHG hotel, but you know, somehow, some way there was some free opportunity to get it. And so I got it. I wouldn't, in hindsight, I wouldn't have paid for it. I would not have done something to get it. So yeah, always important to look forward to see whether it's worth it doing the thing now to get that thing in the future.
1: Ah, Robert, I'm just going to keep going on that because I think that there's this irony where someone like you or I, who we're not super invested in a program. We're not invested enough to do the real thing to get the status. We get the status a different way. And actually, I think we have a better opinion of the program. I think we're happier. Uh, I think that we don't have all of the sunk cost fallacy like weighing on us. We're like, oh, I'm platinum and I didn't use it. Oh, well, I didn't really do much to get it. Yeah, And so I think that that's nice to have no headaches over that or not to have that much pressure to perform on a program and be able to be a free agent throughout the year and say, well, I thought I was going to use it. I didn't. So I'm not going to push the family to go somewhere because of that. <laughs> While well, you're reading into the next one here, talk about pushing people to do things. All these hotel certificates, they expire.
0: <laughs> and I am uh,
1: doing that. I'm pushing us to use them. It's true.
0: I hear you. I mean, I went down to this golf tournament in Florida, and I can't, I have to say, a, a small part of it was one of my favorite things about it was draining two Hilton certificates <laughs> to, because we needed a place to stay there, and there was a Hilton there. Worked out pretty nicely. It worked out totally fine lodging. And sometimes it's good that these ticking time bombs are things that really help you encourage you to take a trip because there's always a reason to not take a trip. Somebody's sick. It's been a busy week at work. I just don't want to go. I'm tired. But then you go there, you have a good time, you look back in hindsight, and you did more in your life as a result of doing these things. It's good to have a reason to go. So these hotel certificates, though, can become quite a beast of burden. I have one more Hilton certificate to use. I don't think it's going to get used. But burning one of them isn't nearly as bad as burning three of them. So I'll give myself a pass on that. But you know what? The year's not over. Who knows? You might go down to New York City for a, a night here or
1: something like that. You never know what might happen. How <laughs> no, about you? How are you doing on certificate eradication? I, I've got a trip planned uh, to Kauai, and I'm using a few there. And and then a, here I am. I'm rushing at the end of the year to earn another one on a Hilton business card. <laughs> so it's weird, Robert. I mean, I'm I'm simultaneously um, beneficial. Oh, Sorry. Let me just say that uh, this year I think is exceptional because a lot of our certificates did not expire for years and started, at least in my case, compounding, where I looked at the beginning of this year and I thought, well, I've got seven of these. I don't know how that happened, but seven of them showed up. And so I think some of why I'm in a stressful point to try to use them all at the end of the year is that my ongoing earning rate is not going to be seven per year unless I do something differently. My ongoing earning rate is going to be about four or five per year. And I think that's manageable. That's a week somewhere, a couple weekend trips. I've found use and I've started to put together use cases for these certificates. And the family's getting behind them and it's becoming more regular. You know, Memorial Day, we're going to go down to Carlsbad, or uh, Labor Day, we're going to go down to Carlsbad as well. And the opportunities are there. And so I think getting used to using them and having a stable of them and understanding their value and their place in your travel is something that's important to do. And we're getting better at it.
0: Uh, Really good point that you raised there about the glut of especially Hilton certificates that we have right now. And if, if people are listening and they're in the same position, I'm sure they're, they're saying, yeah, how did that happen? Why do I have so many of these? Is that right. the way it's going to be forever? It really was a rogue thing where they were very generous in extending them and extending them. <laughs> we finally got to the point where that's not happening anymore. And I can just see, I, I know we're not alone in, in, in trying to get rid of these before the end of the year. But good to hear that it's not going to be a one-off condition. You know, if you have like a, a I don't know, some Marriott card that kicks off a 50K certificate each year, that's a really hard thing to wrap a trip around. Uh, but if you have four or five, that's pretty nice. You can put together yeah. a nice, a nice stats. I think an ideal like, length of vacation for a lot of things. So that's good to hear. Uh, it's comforting to me that uh, this isn't going to be a, a situation. I, you know, I, I think I was actually hesitant to get a Hilton business card like you were getting uh, to to hit that threshold, get more certificates. Because I was like, why do I need more certificates? I, I'm, I'm one is expiring right now. Struggling, but yeah. That it yeah. might actually, I could probably maybe use another one of those if, if they're willing to give them out. So that's uh, that's something maybe I should look into. That that condition it, it probably will resolve in, in the in the future. And I probably will be in a good place with you, like, at four or five to use a year.
1: And I think mm-hmm. it is a pretty good place. And then January, you can earn another one. It's, it's I mean, it's a calendar year. So that's yeah, great.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. that's really what we're talking about upstream with uh, credit card yeah, milestone that's bonuses. That's an point. example
1: of a milestone bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. All right, Robert. This one's really obscure. And if you went back a couple of years and talked on the show here, I don't think you'd hear us saying we wanted to do this. But at the end of the year represents an opportunity to buy miles in programs that count a cap on the calendar year. Boy, that's a mouthful, but uh, you know where I'm going with this. It's Wyndham points, Robert. You can buy up to 60,000 Wyndham points per year. Now, in January, I can buy another 60,000. So if I want Wyndham points, and I do want Wyndham points, now is my time to purchase them to make sure I have as many as I can get. Uh, and it's just one example, but you know, we've talked long about earning points in a currency that's flexible or you can cash out, and then finding these points that are for sale and just buying them outright when we need them. Yeah, I'm
0: trying to think what else would be like that where there's a cap. Maybe not all, Marriott buying it is something else you could do as well that's capped. But maybe transferring Marriott points or transferring mm. city thank you points. There are all, all kinds of things that are, Kind of capped at some amount that's frustrating at the time. And so you have a big trip to take in February or a trip to book in February next year. You say, oh, I can only transfer over 100,000, but I need 300,000. And my spouse has that and I can't transfer that over. And you're like, oh man, I should have done that back in December. So a good thing yeah. to look at across a number of uh, programs, I think, not just necessarily buying them, but uh, transferring them as well.
1: Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Are you going to be doing any Wyndham this year?
0: <laughs> no, you know, that's a, a great thing about the show. I think it's just really the Vacasa angle is great. And really, you're in a region that's better uh, equipped, or better supplied with um, opportunities to, to do vacation rentals that are there with Vacasa. So uh, I think the only Wyndham down here is uh,
1: in Newport, Rhode Island. And I don't think they actually have any Vacasa rentals there. <laughs> see, I think that, well, I mean, we could, we're could we getting off in the weeds here. But I think that it's so regional. You know, you see people like, like let's look at the American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts credits. There are people who regionally live in a great place for that, and I'm just struggling with yeah. it, Robert. I'm really struggling to find use, um, and like you always say, to make it be like a, a heavily discounted trip versus a, like a free trip. Yeah. And uh, if you're in an area where those certificates, where those credits work really well, get a, get a booking on the you know, books here at the end of the year and get another one in January. And, hey, if it doesn't happen, at least you did it
0: wait, That's another great one. We didn't even have in on the list. Have you just said it right there? <laughs> <You> just, <laughs> that's a $200 thing on top of that. I was letting go for a long time. Really nice way you can use a bunch of those and string them together in a complicated hotel stay. That's a really good point. Uh, you know, book it speculatively. Who knows if it's going to happen? If it doesn't, you can refund it and they'll probably claw it back. But that's a really good
1: point if you got some of those clanging around. In fact, I might have some of those clanging around. I might need to go and do some research after the show as well, Robert. You know, it's like yeah. we. We record these shows and they're sometimes great reminders for us that we forgot something. So. I like that one. I'm going to do that. I am too. Let's share what we got. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll have a meetup. <laughs> there you go. At a fine hotel's resorts. I love it. <laughs> Book out the whole hotel
0: <laughs> in three night <Okay>.
1: increments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think that, um, you know, getting comfortable with places that work for these credits, it's, It's something that I need to get better at, you know, I just, I'm not one booking of all of my platinum cards the entire year. Hmm. I I think you were really successful in Italy and, you know, you had other success elsewhere with it as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to work for me in Japan too. I think I booked at the Conrad because I booked it before rates went up there and, uh, it was like just over
1: 200 nights. So I was like, Ooh, that's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah, man. I got to book that Japan trip. I got no hotels. Zero. Oh man. I, there was an opportunity there. They've really gone up. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: All right. You ready to close it out? I am, Robert. Go for it. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about Points and Miles, visit us at patreon.com slash There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer,
1: where we speak more freely about topics like these. As always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Mylonomics and Robert's at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site.